I want to thank everybody for coming out last night that was here, uh, everybody that cooked and served, and, and uh, Brother Dave, thank you for listening to the Lord. Where'd he go? There he is. Uh, he's our men's leader, and uh, you know, I just thank God that he followed the leading of the Lord, and everybody else did too. We had a good time last night, didn't we? Amen. That movie was good. Did you like the movie? That was an excellent movie. You know, sometimes you can watch stuff like that and, and, and the word gets out and things gets to, to people's hearts maybe than they would coming in and listening to a sermon of a morning. The same thought and idea comes through. Met some new people. Praise God. More people to pray for. Yes. People to pray for. Lift them up. Never know what they're facing, but we sure can pray. Sweetie had to go, didn't she? Another young one come in? Okay. Miss Sweetie when she ain't over there. You know, I've been watching the news this week and the past couple of weeks, and they got something going on now that's starting to happen. And I want to get your opinion on it. We're not going to get no fight or nothing, I hope. But the news right now is really full of Next year's presidential election. And you get to thinking about that and you listen to what everybody's talking about. You find different sides, different things, that's, uh, different ideas. And you have two major political parties in our nation. We pray for our nation, right? We pray for our leaders. But you have these two different points of view that seems to be getting wider and wider apart. I'm not going to talk politics to you this morning. I want to throw out an idea, okay, is what I want to, is what I want to do. But since the inception of this nation, this nation started with a few folks that decided we don't like this no more. We don't like the idea of this king ruling us and, and running us. He's taking away, you know, really taxing us to death. We can't live how we want. They, you know, everything belongs to the king. I don't get anything from me. And so our nation was born by these people opposing this other view for freedom. And you have freedom this morning because of some guys that stepped out on a limb. We usually talk about this on the 4th of July, but when these folks went and all the ones that have their name on the Declaration of Independence, they were criminals. They were hunted men. Most of them had their wealth stripped from them before we got to the place of being free. But then we started getting how we wanted to grow as a nation. And the simple thing that happened was called politics. We have two primary groups in America today. How do, they, how do they get together? Well, what it is is you find a couple of guys that have this idea of how things should be. They form a coalition. And when they form this coalition, what they do then 
is they make a platform. And the platform is them showing and pushing their agendas for what they want and start bringing people in that likes this agenda. Now on the other side, you've got another group doing the same thing. They keep pulling together what they want to do. Is that me squeaking? Okay. Maybe I'm just deaf. But they get these things going and they get this another, gets a platform going and what they do is they create this, this idea of what they want and they gather all the people into what they want and they push their agenda. And neither one of them on certain things will give. They won't give on nothing. This is how it's going to be. This is how it's supposed to be. This is how I want it to be. And they push and they push and they push and they will not abandon this view. And they will not abandon this view. And what happens is you have what we have today. We've had our 200 years of this push and shove going on that there can hardly, it doesn't seem like there can be any kind of agreement coming about. Okay? Don't that just make you sick? Our livelihood is in the midst of this. Our livelihood is laying in the balance of this. Of these that are in power, these that that have these agendas that they push, they put them together, and it is sickening sometimes because I got people telling me now in my state that it's okay for homosexuality to be happening. For he's and he's to be marrying and she's and she's to be marrying. And folks, I don't care what side of the aisle you want to stand on, but get in the middle where Jesus is and the Bible clearly teaches against that. All right? And that's just one platform that you can get on. But the group here will not come to terms with the group here And if it has anything to do with Jesus, they avoid it. Right? All right, you're going to read any scripture, Pastor? I might in a minute. You've got to lay this out, lay this out. And that is something that happens in mankind. It's been going on since the beginning, and it's been going on now, and it probably will continue on. But let me ask you this question. Is that okay? So when the Bible gives us something that is pretty good, pretty, pretty, pretty cut and clear, we kind of need to make sure we get to that place, right? It's for our benefit. I talked to somebody this morning and said, you know what, we're going to have, you'll have a more harmonious outcome if you get on the page with Jesus. Because struggles are going to happen, things are going to happen, but when we do it His way, you'll have a more harmonious outcome. It's not all going to be uh, good or it won't always seem comfortable, but it's right. Amen, this is right. This has got to stand. No matter what, it has to stand. 
If that means we become the minority, then so be it. We become the minority, but this has to stand. The Word of God has to stand. Those of you that are teaching Sunday school, those of you that are teaching children, preaching, whatever, witnessing, you got a responsibility to stick to this. Because you know what? When we tell somebody about Jesus and we get off track and we had the right to know, we had the ability to know, we can pray. We got a Bible we can read. We got the Holy Spirit who we can pray to who will teach us all things. There is no excuse. None whatsoever. You say, now what's this got to do with me? Not me, but me. You know, you and me. Everybody say that. What's it's got to do with me? Okay. Let me ask you this. Do your co-workers or do your friends, do your family find it difficult to express themselves honestly in front of you? That's a legitimate question. Are you known as someone who promotes peace? The Bible says blessed are the peacemakers, right? Have you ever heard a good idea that you refused to let come inside of you at all simply because it seemed like it came from the other side? And that sounds good, but I don't think so. What are my friends going to say? I'm on this side. I'm on this platform. You see where I'm going with this? It's not just politics. Now it's coming down inside of our homes. It comes down inside of our, our lives as individuals. In James chapter 3, verse 16, I'm going to read this verse twice. Notice I said twice. It don't have a T on it, does it? It does back in Tazewell County. Where, where, for where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. You see, the devil knows that envy and strife will destroy friendships and it will destroy relationships. This is good for us in our homes. This is good for us in our nation. This is good for us inside of our churches. This is good for us in the places that we work. So I'm going to read it one more time. For where envy and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work, period. Now, we don't take and add to and take away from God's work. We have to listen to what it says. It says what it means, and it means what it says. Amen? It's not hard. Well, they said on the movie last night, it's hard. It's easy, but it's hard. Let me take you somewhere. I look at Brother Cannon over here with my natural eyes, and I see a man. Got a plaid shirt on, khaki breeches. A little bit of a beard happening. I see a friend. I see a brother in Christ. 
we're in church together, we do church things together. But that's with my natural eye. But if I put on my Jesus eyes, my spiritual eyes, I see a soul. I don't see no more khaki pants. I don't see no more plaid shirt. I don't see no beard. I don't see him chewing gum. He's in church. He shouldn't chew gum. Says who? (laughs) Says who? I do. So with our spiritual eyes, we're able to see other things. But the devil knows that envy and strife will destroy relationships. He is aware that if he can create envy and strife between you and the ones you love, he can ruin those special relationships that God intended to be a blessing in your life. Look around you today. You've got brothers and sisters in Christ who love Jesus. You love Jesus. Put your hands together right now. You've got brothers and sisters in Christ who love you, and the devil says, I want you at odds with one another. He does it inside of your homes. Not everybody gets to see inside everybody's home. But God does. And let me tell you what the devil tries to do, the same thing inside of our homes. He tries to separate us. He tries to stop this from happening. And the very ones who are blessings to us and pray for us and help us through hard times, spiritual hard times, Lift us up, come together last night, eat in fellowship. Was that not a blessing or what? And the devil don't want us having that. And he don't want you having it in your home. You two getting ready to get hitched here in a few months. He don't want you seeing eye to eye. And you're going to learn something right here today that every one of us needs to know. And if we do know, don't know and we ain't applying it, it's time that we start. Simply because... That where these things are, here's the conclusion. We're going to talk about them. I just talked about politics starting it up. Let me take you down this road here for a minute. I'm going to ask you a question. Do you have a relationship right now in your life that is under this kind of demonic attack? Answer it for yourself. You ain't going to shake your head, say amen or nothing like that. It ain't going to make you do that. But honestly, ask yourself, do I have this kind of a relationship going on in my life? That, and it's a demonic attack. It only comes from the devil. Only from him. And so, he wants to come between all of us. He wants to be able to make this thing happen. The only thing he cares about is dividing. He don't care who he's dividing just as long as he's dividing. That's all he ever wants to do is divide, divide, divide. He wanted to divide Adam and Eve from God in the presence with God and being able to walk in the garden with him every day. That's what he set out to do. And ever since then, this old scoundrel called Satan has been working the same junk over and over and over and over. And in our society today, it's become so much about me I mean, come on, folks. We sit and watch Fox News for 24 hours a day listening to all the different sides. It's almost like it's some soap opera we like to watch. We enjoy seeing this divide happening. We enjoy watching all this junk. And can I tell you something? It don't have to be that way because if it has to be that way, then we got to take our pencils and take this piece of Scripture and just erase James 3.16. 
And let me tell you something, when the Bible says that we're not supposed to do that, we're not supposed to change the word, take away, add to, or do anything like that. Our opinions can get in the way many times for what we think and what we feel that may not actually be what's said in the Bible. So we got to do what the Bible says. What does the Bible say? Amen? And so we can't erase this, and therefore that means this is something that can be overcome. If we love Jesus. First Peter 5 and 8 says, Be sober and vigilant because your adversary, the devil. Who's your adversary? It ain't Eddie. It ain't Gene. It's the devil, period. He's the adversary. If I see Gene as the adversary, then I need to get back close to Jesus because somewhere or another I got to look in the wrong way. But it says that the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Now let me tell you something, folks. When Jesus went to the cross and he shed his blood and he died there and all that precious blood spilled out on that ground and he took and he went into the heart of the earth and he preached to the captive and set them free. He brought them out. He went into the throne room of heaven and he made the sacrifice of that blood on the altar of God. It was done. He bought our freedom for us. So therefore, this lion called the devil that's going about seeking whom he may devour is only devouring those that are walking into his den in the first place. So we can take these things that we see and we can do away with them. Mm. Envy is a word called zealous in the Greek. It's where we get the word zealot. Now whenever I think about envy, I think about liking Danny's shirt, wishing I had one just like it or had his. Isn't that what we look at envy as being? But not this word here. It came from the word zealous, which means a zealot. Who is a zealot? It's a fierce desire to promote one's own ideals and convictions to the exclusions of everyone else. So now we got to look at that scripture right now and add that to that and say this is what this scripture is saying. That where that's envy, we're looking at those who want to have their own desires and own ways set forward. That's what he's talking about. Get a concordance, look it up. Zelos, where we get the word zealot. All right. He is so obsessed and preoccupied with his own view, this person who is... Envious, this zealot of things that he can't see or hear the view of anyone else. He holds out until other parties admit defeat or agree with his point of view. That's who he is. Where that person is, what does it say? You're going to have confusion and you're going to have wickedness. But not only that, This one leads to the next one. They go hand in hand together. If this kind of attitude is allowed to continue, it goes on to the next step, which is called strife. Strife comes from the word erythia, and all that simply means is a political party or a political spirit. Did you know that? 
It helps us to see and know what these things are talking about. So these political parties are formed by people with similar views and values and then they develop into an agenda and then they get a platform going to push that agenda and they start getting like-minded people with them and they fight fiercely to see that their platform gets to be in power and rule and call the shots. I started to ask you before, before I got this far into it, don't Washington, D.C. just make you sick sometimes? That's what this is talking about. Not just Washington, D.C., it's talking about me and you as individuals. So if Washington, D.C. makes us sick, we got to make sure we do everything that we possibly can to keep these things out of our lives. Amen? Otherwise, trouble's going to be around the corner. Because that says it in the Word of God. says it's going to be there. So when strife comes, we see that it came because of this envy that's there. This desire to, to be in power. And many Christians do the same thing. They gravitate to like-minded people. They form an allegiance, and when they form that allegiance, they'll start looking for people to join their party. And when they do that, they start pushing an agenda, and people who in Christ Jesus are supposed to be united and stand shoulder to shoulder to fight the devil. By the way, it's not really that much of a fight. Jesus beat him at the cross. You and I stand at a place of victory. They become divided. And Satan is able to do what he set out to do. You see what I'm talking about? So where you have this envy and you have this strife, then you move on to something else. It's called confusion. When this kind of confusion comes, it's a word that talks about anarchy. There's a TV show. I've never watched it. I don't know what it's about, but just the fact that it's called Anarchy, Sons of Anarchy, or something like that. Sons of Anarchy. Do you know what that means? Does anybody know what the word anarchy means? Lawlessness. And we put that up on a pedestal in our society today. I don't know what you watch. I don't care. You and Jesus worked that out. It means unrest and civil disobedience. We've watched that in our nation for the last six months over things that the law has made decisions on and people found an excuse to do whatever they wanted. Lawlessness. So where you have envy and you have strife, then you got confusion. Anarchy. Unrest. So what does unrest cause you to do? When, you know, when I'm sitting down there and I'm unrest, I get up and walk. Legs get to hurt and back gets to bother you. Whatever did that last night in the movie. Walked weird when I got up out of my seat last night. But this disorder comes, disobedience comes, and then we get to every evil work. Now, folks, if you looked at algebra, that is a formula for what's going to come. 
2 plus 2 is always going to be 4. You can't change it. You can't make it be anything different. That is a math formula that stands the test of time. Megan's in algebra 2, trigonometry and all this stuff. You can't understand it. She's got formulas as big as this platform, this podium right here that have to apply to figure out this and that and the other thing. But those formulas are there and they never fail. They are exactly right. Mathematically, they'll always work out to where they're supposed to go. Let me tell you something. This scripture we read this morning tells you exactly what the end result is going to be. You say, well, now just what do I do about it? Ah, glad you asked. What do I do about it? Well, I'll do something about it because I need to do something about it. Because whenever this kind of thing starts to happen, then hurt starts coming along. We start working on emotions. We start saying what we think rather than what the Bible says. We start getting what we want, not what the Bible says. And the next thing you know is you get to the place that hurt starts happening. This unrest gets bigger and bigger and bigger. This divide gets bigger and bigger and bigger. How in the world is it ever going to be healed? With almost 75% divorce rate in this nation, envy and strife has slipped into these relationships and they never could reconcile them. Why? Because they had an agenda and they were going to stand by it no matter what. She's either going to give in or she's got to go. And she said, he's either got to give in or he's got to go. And it happens in our workplace. The boss says, you're either going to give in or you got to go. Most of the time you give in depending on what. You got to put food on the table, right? Them denaros make us do things, don't they? We act strange about them. Me and Eddie can't get along how the grass ought to be mowed, but when it comes down to a dollar bill, as we showed last week, then we stand together. But this gulf, this gap comes in. And in our mind's eye, we don't think it can be fixed. Y'all pay attention to this. This is good stuff. You're going to need it. Those of you who have been married for 40 years, 59 years, y'all pay attention to this because you still need it. How does that gap get fixed? Compromise, give and take, that's a pretty hard thing to do. Most of the time, most of the time you end up getting to the place that the give and take stops because I ain't giving no more. I've done give out. I can't give no more. Well, I want to take more. The only way this gap gets taken care of, folks, is by the blood of Jesus. You got to have a come to Jesus moment as you walk with Jesus. Day in and day out. And when you see this kind of thing happening, when you start getting a crack in the ice, you better not go too far out because it'll end up breaking with you. When you spot the crack, it's time to make sure that it gets fixed and get away from it. Because those cracks are going to come. Why? Because there's an enemy called the devil that that's all he wants to do to divide. He wants to divide. Those that are supposed to be united in Christ, he wants to divide. Those who are supposed to be united in marriage with God being at the center of it all, he wants to divide. Why? Because that gives God a black eye about marriage. And therefore, you turn around and you got what we got today saying Bob and Bill can get married. 
and can it be fixed? If we believe in Jesus Christ and we believe in this Bible right here, then absolutely it can be fixed because we have to come to Jesus. When Adam and Eve messed up in the garden, they messed it up for all of us. And when you and I were born, we were separated from God already. And Jesus came and he did what only could, he could do. It's the only way it can happen. There ain't a lot of ways to God. There's one way to God and to being reconciled with God. And that's through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And if he's not your Lord and Savior, you can dress right. You can do all these things right. You can play religion. You can know the Bible. But if it don't apply, then it don't mean anything. This is a tool that's got to be taken out and used, and it's got to be used on the devil. How in the world can it happen then? Number one is called forgiveness. I can't forgive them. Did Jesus forgive you? Let me tell you something, friend. If you can't forgive and you've got something sitting in your heart in forgiveness, you need to meet up with Jesus and find out where you stand with him. Because let me tell you something, we were separated from God because we are sinful and we have sinful thoughts and we have sinful ways and it's something that the devil tries to pull on us day in and day out and then we don't have forgiveness for somebody. Let me introduce you to Jesus Christ. You see, when you've received it, it's easy to give it and the only way you can do that is with love. God showed us the ultimate love, right? If we're sitting in odds with somebody sitting in this room today, you walk out of here and you don't reconcile it, whether it takes two minutes or two hours, it'll take two hours as long as the flesh is involved. It'll take about a split second when Jesus is involved, when the Holy Ghost has his way. Am I right? So you walk out these doors and you carry that junk in that you walked in with, it's not God's fault. Satan gets another victory in your life. Oh, but I'm dressed nice. So? I know John 3.16. Good. Apply it. Because where envy and strife is, there's going to be confusion and there's going to be wickedness. Every evil way. Every evil way. Satan wants to divide your marriage, Kenan. And I don't live at your house, and I don't want to live at your house. Only when you're cooking chili. Woo! But if you and Alicia don't keep Jesus at the center of it, and you don't keep forgiveness and love at the center of your marriage, he will divide you. You might stay together, but you'll be divided and there'll be a place of misery that sits right there that is always anchored there. You know what I'm talking about? It's the subject that you avoid. The body of Christ has done the same thing. Pick a church, flip a coin, throw a dart. You can find a church that'll believe something close to what you want. And we got one Bible, one word. What in the world happened? It wasn't the leading of the Holy Spirit. He's not confused. God's not the author of confusion. But how bad do you want to be reconciled? That's the question. 
Is mine and your friendship strong enough to go through anything, Brother Eddie? It ain't if we ain't got Jesus. And that means today and tomorrow and next week, whatever happens that we don't see eye to eye on, we got to meet at the altar. And we got to find Jesus. And we got to find his way. And we got to tell the devil just where he stands. That he don't have any control over our relationship. We're brought together because of Jesus. I wouldn't know you because if I didn't know Jesus. I wouldn't be standing in this church today. I never would have came had it not been for Jesus. I never would have kept coming back had it not been for Jesus. I never would have said yes to ministry had it not been for Jesus. I wouldn't have got up and preached this message this morning because it might make somebody feel wiggly. Well, guess what? I don't care. I want you to receive what Jesus has for you so that you can get out of the dumps. That division don't have to stay happening. We can walk with division. We can keep that division, but it's not God's plan. It's not his will. So if you like strife and envy, go to James chapter 3, verse 16. Get your eraser out and take it out. And let me tell you something. Now you're serving a God who is nothing more than an idol because he ain't the God of the Bible. Square pegs don't fit into round holes. And we spend way too much time doing that. It's hard, but it's easy. When it's hard, Mr. Flesh is winning the battle. When it's easy, the Holy Ghost is winning the battle. Amen? Stand to your feet, if you will, this morning. Whoo! Everybody likes to hear the good, feel-good message. Oh, you're going to be rich if you do this. The Bible talks of prosperity. Oh, we can stick on that all we want. But you know what? When you get down to the rights and the wrongs, some things, it gets down to our nitty-gritty that makes us grow as Christians. The first thing you ever hear is, who are you to be my judge? You ain't God. That's flesh talking. Let the Holy Spirit work in your life. He will take you places. The Bible tells us that I hath not seen or ear heard or entered into the hearts of men. What God has in store for us, folks. And for anybody to sit and say that that is something that's not possible is to say that the Bible is a lie. This is not for afterlife in heaven. Guess what, folks? When we died, we stuck around. Ain't none of us gone yet. We're still here. Some of our brothers and sisters, glory to God, are in heaven now because they said yes to Jesus, but we're still here. And as we're still here, we got to represent Christ. Those kinds of things got to go. That's what they do in D.C. It's a sad day when the church starts looking like Capitol Hill. Lobbyists running around trying to get their way using this right here. <laughs> Sad day. I'm talking about the Church of Christ, Church of Jesus Christ. I'm not talking about a particular denomination. I'm talking about the Church of Jesus Christ, the body of Christ. 